Whatever the God, God gives you there, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. All the time. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, <clears throat> I was interested actually to see the rest of that prophecy, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I guess I'll have to watch it later. Um, That's gas. I just, I'm not a Facebook guy. Huh? That was ga- a gasp. <sighs> that means I have to actually go on to Facebook. Okay. All right. And comment. I'll make you this promise. If I go on to Facebook, I'll comment. <laughs> I love you, Mom. <laughs> yep. So, praise God. I just stepped on your toe. Amen. So, amen. God is so awesome. He's so good. The cool thing is God is in control. And that's one of the best things, best assurance that we have. Amen. Is that God is in control. Despite the, what we face, despite our trials, tribulations, and, you know, some failures, some mistakes, God's still in control and brings things right back into place. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that was good. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know, the cool thing that we're going to look at today is the Holy Spirit inspires. Amen. We have to trust God, God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Amen. We have to trust the Holy Spirit inspiring us, inspiring preaching, inspiring teaching, inspiring prophecy, prophecy, inspiring the gifts to flow. We need to trust the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And so what I'm excited to is that every time that we gather together, that we're not just gathering, that we're coming together and just going through motions. But if we have a great expectancy that every time we come together, that God is going to speak to our hearts, speak to something, uh, to somebody here. You know, maybe it's not a, a word of prophecy spe- specifically for me or for Lisa or whomever, but that we're trusting, expecting that God will speak to the ones that need to be spoken to. Amen? Amen. That, that there's something that God will just deposit, give to somebody. So there's an expectancy, even if we're not necessarily needing that Sure word now for myself, but that somebody here, God will minister, speak to. Amen. So we don't have to go through, come show up at church and, and just come here and, and just, you know, go through the motion because everything's all good on my end. But believing and expecting that, that God is going to show up and speak to the one that needs that special word. Amen. That special uh, encouragement. That special, whatever it is that they need, amen, to help to encourage and lift them up, to bring them into a place of faith and trust in God, amen? That's what encouragement does. It helps to reassure, reaffirm, to helps to strengthen faith in in an individual's life to trust in God, amen? That's what encouragement should be, helping to strengthen our belief, our, our faith in what God can do, who God is. Amen. So if I'm encouraging someone, I need to give something 
that will help to build strength, build uh, uh, hope, build that faith in who God is. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So this morning, I I, want to take a look at something because the church as a whole has been in a place of a stupor. Amen. But we're out of it. We're coming out of that place. Amen. But what I believe is that the Holy Spirit is wanting to direct this morning right now and to helping us to see something. Because sometimes when we hear when we hear a word, when we hear, uh, you know, the word of God, we're looking for the happy, the, the you know, the giddy up, you know, woohoo, ruha, you know, jump around and swing from the chandelier message. Right? Because we all want to feel good. Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. We all want to feel encouraged and feel good. Sometimes we need to take a. a a, a different perspective and allow God to show us a different perspective of what's going on. Amen. Sometimes it might not be so fun. I'm not saying today's going to be drowsy and, you know, and God's beating us up today. But it's cool to see a different side of, of, of the mountain. Amen. Because there's beauty in it all, no matter how we're looking at it. As long as God is directing it and directing it through his word, there's beauty in it all because we can see different perspectives and we can learn. Amen. Amen. I'm going to begin by reading this. There's a uh, a definition, a word indolent. I-N-D-O-L-E-N-T. Indolent. And it means this. Having a disposition to avoid effort. Having a disposition to avoid effort, work, indolent. I'm going to give a great synonym for this word, lazy, right? It sounds about right. If we look look up this word lazy in the Bible, there's ama- it's amazing just how many things pop up in scriptures that pop up concerning this. I'm going to read a few, uh, and this is coming from the uh, from Proverbs. We see a lot that come concerning this word, and we're going to get into the meat of it in just a moment. Proverbs 20, uh, 12:24 says, "Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor." Proverbs 19.15, laziness brings on deep sleep, and the shiftless go hungry. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 27, the lazy do not roast any game, but the diligent feed on the riches of the hunt. Proverbs ten twenty six. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so are the sluggards to those who send them. Proverbs twenty three eight. You will vomit up the little you have eaten, and have wasted your compliments. 
Proverbs twenty six fifteen. A sluggard buries buries his hands in the dish. He is too lazy to, to bring it back to his mouth. I want to just I'm I want to open right here and simply say this. Jesus came to the earth for multiple purposes. But single focus is to get our understanding towards God's kingdom. Amen. 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 Jesus came, his purpose was to help bring salvation so that all men may be saved. Right? Right? A purpose. But the focus in all of it was to help us to understand and have a kingdom mindset. So we understand God's kingdom. So we understand how God works, who God is, our Father, how the, how, how the Father looks to us and looks at us and, and, and how we are in his eyes. Amen? But his, the, the focus is to get a kingdom mind in, our, in his creation. Amen? That being said, Jesus spoke to, to us in the word, and those, especially right then when he was speaking parables to, he gave examples. He was trying to use natural things to help to, uh, to explain spiritual or kingdom things. Amen. He taught in such an awesome way and brought things down to earth. Uh, okay. Brought things. He actually did bring things down to earth. He brought things in such a way to help it make it easy to understand God's kingdom. But here's the, the strange thing about it all. If a person doesn't have faith and believing in God, they can't understand kingdom things, spiritual things. So there has to be some, some uh, inkling of trusting God, having faith in God to be able to understand kingdom things. Amen? It re- requires effort. <clears throat> so Jesus spoke parables. And you can turn here to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to go right in here. Jesus spoke in parables, illustrations, gave examples. You know, this passage that we're about to read is used in so many different ways. What we're about to read, I'm going to read from the New International Version, the NIV. And it's the passage is used a lot with, uh, with uh, money. With it's used a lot with, uh, you know, having a right um, as, uh, uh, mindset to the kingdom of God and, and uh, serving and doing things for God. But we're going to take a look at this spin from what Jesus says, and this is the NIV version again, Matthew chapter twenty-five. Verse 14, we're going to begin here. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey, and he's continuing on from his previous thought. We're starting here, verse 14, though. On your own time, if you want to read before this, I encourage you to do this. But again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, 
and to another one bag. Again, Jesus is trying to give, he's trying to speak in a way that they can understand. Descriptive, illustration, helping them to see so that their mental faculty can understand the spiritual aspect of what he's trying to say. Amen. And another to one bag, each according to his own, uh, to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Did I skip something here? Okay, very good. Verse 16, the man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, what? Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Okay, I want to pause for one moment. The number five, the number two is is significant of what that person was able to handle, right? Amen? Because that's what the scripture just told us. That he was, they've been entrusted with what they were able to handle. I want to just put it in this way. If I can just uh, specifically go this route. Because at the end, when we're, we're going to get to, there's some, a re- reference to harvest and what we're about to read, okay? And it's, the, the, whole spe- the whole illustration is geared towards a field, right? A harvest field. So if I could say this, what we're reading is a man that had five bags, and I'm going to say this, five bags of gold, that he was able to purchase, if I could say, an acre per bag of gold. I'm just throwing numbers out there to help to, to give a little more description. An acre per bag of gold. That's because that man was able to handle five acres of land. To be able to think about how to cultivate this land, to how to plant the seed and, and, and bring about fruit out of this land. Amen. And same with the man with the two. He had two bags of gold probably purchased. I'm just throwing it out there. Who knows how many, but I'm using it for easy understanding. Two acres of land and was able to handle that two acres and think about it and use the proper technique and things to cultivate a harvest and bring about fruit. Amen. And here we see this man that had a bag of gold and he dug and buried it. Now, again, Jesus is given an example to help to understand spiritual things. Right. We know that in this passage and in the context, Jesus is talking about the end times with what is previously going on and what he's describing and now coming on into here. But I want to simply talk about this. Again, 
Jesus has given an illustration of natural things to help to understand spiritual things. So what Jesus is doing is he's helping to under, the, the people to understand spiritual principles. Amen? Amen. Spiritual principles. Okay. If I can, I'm going to read this so that we all are on the same page. I'm not bringing up anything that's like profound or anything. This is dictionary.com. Principle. An accepted or professed rule of action or conduct. A fundamental primary or general law or truth from which others are derived. These are principles that Jesus is trying to help the people to understand. Spiritual principles to help them understand. Spiritual principles to help you and I understand. Amen? Although he, there's uh, money and, and uh, increase that's involved here, God's talking about bearing fruit and reaping a harvest. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's continue on here. Anyone know what verse, verse that was? Verse 23, thank you. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Uh, the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Harvesting where you have not sown. In other words, putting effort, making the, uh, going and working the land where you haven't harvested before. And so there's more work involved to take unharvested ground and harvest it and be able to make it ready for seed. Okay, there's a lot more work involved. I know you're a man that is a, a master that is wanting to expound, to not just stay in the same, you know, the same uh, little one acre section and just cultivate that land and build, and, you know, and, and create a harvest and, you know, you reap it and then stay in that same acre. No, he's all about bountiful, expounding, 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 which takes more work, more work, more work, more work. More work, more work, because he's constantly uh, growing and growing and wanting to see more harvest, one, uh, more harvest. For what we're seeing here in the purpose, the illustration Jesus has given is so that there's more increase, right? F financially in this aspect, but there's a principle that Jesus is trying to help the people to understand. And that principle is that spiritual principle of Growing, expanding, and in, in harvest, reaping souls, and bringing in the lost. And it takes work to keep on expounding and bringing in more souls, and bringing in the lost, and bringing in the hurting, the broken. So there's a principle that God, that Jesus is using to help the people to understand. Right? Amen. So it takes work, and that's what he's saying. Well, Master, I understand that you're a hard man, and I understand that you want to harvest the, the ground where you haven't been before. You want to bring in, you know, the goods from that, those places. I know you're hard. So, so here's the mentality. You're a hard man. I don't want to do anything wrong and, and, and be scolded for doing something wrong, so I'm not going to do anything with what you gave me. Right? 
That's what we're saying here. You're a hard man. I know you'd like to go the extra mile, the extra work, the extra toil, and I don't want to mess up, so I'm not going to do nothing. So I'm going to make sure that what you gave me, nobody can take away. So I'll just bury it, right? So nothing happens to what you handed me. What was the reply here? <clears throat> so I was afraid, verse 25, I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. Here's your bag of gold. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that way, when I returned, I would have received it back. Can I re- read this from a different version? Are you guys okay with that? Okay. Uh, before I do, verse 28. So take the bag of gold from him and, and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has been given more, and they will have abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and throw the, that worthless servant outside into the darkness where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, where there will be gnashing, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. Right? Did you catch that? Did you, did we catch that? If we are receiving what the master is placing in our hands to be responsible with, I'm just saying what the, what the Bible is saying, Right? If we're receiving what the master's putting in our hands and we do nothing with it, what is our place in the kingdom? I'm just, listen, I'm just saying this, but it sinks deep in my heart. Like, dear God, I hope that what you give me and what you're putting in my hands, this is me, PT, Lord God, there's a fear of God that hits Lord God, I hope that I am not that servant that's been given that one bag and just afraid to do anything and bury that. You hearing me? It's hitting home now. Amen. Because what's the word say? The word says this. For whoever has been given more, they will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them taken away from them and throw that worthless servant outside. Dear Lord, I hope that is not me. Lord God, I ask you that you would help me to not be that servant. Amen. Into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let's go to the message version here. Verse 26, Matthew 25, message version. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers 
where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Jesus is laying it down, right? Trying to make this plain. With what you have been given, don't do nothing. Don't do zero zilch with what you've been given. If I could say it this way, and please, I, ho- I hope I can put this into understanding without stepping on toes. But if God gives you and I something, the very least that we could do, very, very least that we could do is to somehow make a deposit, right, with what God's been given, at least, at least with our own brothers and sisters. Hear me. The very, I believe, the very part of, the very least where we can deposit what God is doing is here among each other. Why? God's ultimate goal is for harvest. You're already harvested. Right? You're already one of God's own. The very least that we could do is keep that and have that here within us. That you're at least sharing with what God has done in the house. Being a blessing in the house. These walls to help each other, be encouragement to each other. The very least. But God has not called us to be that servant. And he wants us to be more than just that servant. Amen? Amen. But to be that servant that is, that is looking for ways to be able to serve God, serve the kingdom outside of these walls. So that what's happening is that there's fruit coming in. That there's a harvest coming in. There's not just... You understand what I'm saying? And I hope I'm sharing this with the heart of God. That it's not just a deposit. Because if we all just deposit in a house, there's no fruit that's happening. Amen? No harvesting that's taking place. God ultimately wants all of us to be able to be able to take that field, to work the field, to bring in some kind of a harvest. Because what you may be able to do is a 10-acre land. What I may be able to do, it may only be a 3-acre land or a 2-acre land or a 4-acre land. But what you can do may be greater than what I can do in the field. But God ultimately wants us to be able to harvest that field. Amen? To work it. Work the things of God that he's placed on the inside of us. Work the word that we read, that we put into our heart, that we learn from. Then when we're coming to, the, to, to hear the word being ministered, preach, teach, uh, prophecy, whatever, things different. However God speaks to our heart, that we do something with it. Amen? So that we would go out, work the land. Work that soil that hasn't been worked before. Go to the places where people's hearts have not been worked, have not heard the word of God, have not been taught, have not been preached, have not heard anything about Christ. Work those hard areas of the land for harvest. And I hope, again, it it struck me, it struck home that, that I'm not that servant 
that just takes what God put right on here in this ground and do nothing with it and just bury it on the inside because of fear, because of what people are going to think, because of how people you know, may think of me on my Facebook page when I respond to a Christian quote or a Christian thing. I'm just saying every aspect, somehow we seem to be so conscious of how people think because we're afraid of our sphere of influence and what they're going to think about us. Who cares? That is fear of man and not fear of God. Right? Just saying. I'm using that social media aspect, but there's so many others that people are involved with that they're afraid of what people will think if you put something that is glorifying God. Right? I don't want to be that servant that takes that bag of gold and buries it. Amen? Any others out there? Hallelujah. God is good. Continuing on right here, he says this in verse 28 of the message. Take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most. And get rid of this play it safe who won't go out on a limb. Throw him out in utter darkness. Wow. Wow. God is speaking. Jesus is using an illustration to help you and I understand your place, my place in the kingdom. To be servants of God. Amen? Amen. Doesn't mean we're all behind this thing. Because all this is, is just a place that God is appointing for a, a person or people to be able to help to encourage and equip believers. Amen? This does not make me exempt from having my portion, my part in the harvest. Amen? Is everybody with me? This does not make me exempt. I'm still a believer. I'm still a son of God. I'm still uh, a servant in the field that God entrusts, gives to be able to work the land. Amen? Now, because of pastors having the the responsibility of equipping, of of constantly being, you know, uh, encouraging and things and preparing and all the things that go on with the ministry... They may not be able to do the 10 acres or the five acres. But there's still a portion God entrusts that with our sphere of influence outside that we're doing something with. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 6. Message version. Hebrews chapter 6. I'm going to go right here, verse 9. Verse 9 to 12. 
I'm sure that will happen to you, friends. I have better things in mind for you. Salvation things. God doesn't miss anything. He knows perfectly well all the love you've shown him by helping needy Christians. And, you, and that you kept at, all, at it. And now I want each of you to extend the same intensity toward a full-bodied hope. And keep, it, keep at it till the finish. Here it goes. Don't drag your feet. Be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything promised to them. Don't drag your feet. Can I tell you this? That is being lazy. I want to read what Webster's, or I'm sorry, dictionary.com actually says lazy. Averse or disinclined to work, activity or exertion, indolent. Causing idleness or indolence. Number three, slow moving, sluggish. I'll get at it when I feel like it. I'll get at it when I muster up the energy. I'll get at it when I feel good. That's lazy. Again, indolence or indolent is having the disposition of avoiding work, effort. I do not want to be a person that is indolent, lazy. Amen? Now, this is, again, a different side of the mountain looking at the perspective of who I am as a son of God, daughter of God, a master in the field that we're all called to be. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us, helping us to see, maybe understand. Maybe there has been a small portion or there's been times where we felt that place of avoiding you know, having that disposition to avoid working the field. Avoid, you know, doing the work of God. You know, anybody here? Okay, I'll be the first. There's been times. Right? But the Holy Spirit is helping to remind us of what the Word of God says this morning. Amen? So we stay sharp. Doesn't mean that that maybe maybe we're all in here and we're doing the word like James chapter one verse twenty twenty two says, not just hearing the word but doing the word, amen. Don't just hear it and hide it. Hear that word. Be a student of the word, like Timothy says. Grow, learn on that, study it. What is it that that's been spoken? Oh, yeah, I remember this that's been, been taught, been preached, whatever. Dig into it. Cultivate that in your heart. Cultivate that in your spirit, man. And do something with it. Amen? Sometimes the best way to begin to do something is to share what God is doing within your heart. Right? What the Holy Ghost is showing you, what's teaching you, and, and what, you're, you know, what you're learning, what God is encouraging you with. Right? 
because of what's been taught, what's been preached, helping to equip, encourage, and then you're doing something with it, studying the word of God to show yourself approved, not before men, but before God. What are you doing with what God's putting in your heart? So you don't have to try to prove something to pastors or to, you know, the other people in the congregation, you know, prove to us that you're doing something with what God's put in your heart. There's no need for that. You show yourself, prove yourself before God. You know, I love that because there's a lot of things that the Bible talks about doing things in quiet where you're not trying to do it outwardly and show people like, yeah, this is me. Yeah, listen, because God's doing this and I'm trying to make myself show up in front of others. So I'm putting myself on a pedestal because of what? Uh-uh. Show yourself approved before God. Amen. With what you're doing, with what he's doing within you. Do something with what God is doing. Speak into your heart. Work the field. The best way to start, again, sharing with others. It's not to, you know, to boast in yourself. It's boasting in God and what the Holy Ghost is doing. What the Holy Ghost is teaching, inspiring. Why? Because it begins to build excitement. It stirs you up. It stirs others up. Amen? It helps each other. It's that iron, iron, sharpening iron. It's encouraging. Because what it does, it, it, it cultivates, it creates a, a, a place of, of hunger in other people. And it might not be for the same exact thing, but there's a stirring that goes on. A hunger and a desire to, for what? You know what? Holy Spirit, God, I, I want what they have. There's a hunger. There's, a, there's a, 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 like a desire in them to seek you, to seek your word, to learn, to grow. I want that same thing. So what's it do? It inspires you to do something. Amen? Again, that's that deposit in the bank and having minimal interest. Right? It's effective. There's interest. There's gain. But what God wants is the harvest. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to read this last definition of harvest. To gain, win, or use. To catch, take, or remove. Especially for food. Hallelujah. To gather the crop from. To gather, reap. God's called all of us to be reapers, harvesters. Amen. We're not always going to be the beneficiaries of reaping the harvest. But God's called us to that. Keep plowing, keep plowing, keep plowing, keep plowing, keep plowing. Again, plant, 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 water, water, water. Just like Paul had spoke, right? Some plant, some water, some reap. But as long as we're in the process of being that person of working the land, 
whether it's planting, whether it's watering, whether it's reaping, we're working the land. It's all increase. It all has its time. It all has its place. Amen. But do something with God, what God's placed in you. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we just exalt you. We exalt you, Lord Jesus. We exalt your name. Your name is worthy. Your name is holy. Your name is so good, Lord. Jesus, you are worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be honored. You're worthy to be served. You're worthy, Lord God, to be, to be a, a, a servant of. You're worthy, Lord God, to be a, a person that's entrusted in this land, entrusted on this earth to, to reap and to sow and to, to plant. Jesus, to water. Jesus, you're worthy to spread the gospel of the kingdom of God. You're worthy to spread your name and how good you are. You are so good, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the price you paid for us and the price that you've paid for all of mankind. Jesus, we thank you for saving us, setting us free, delivering us, causing us to have life through your blood. And we thank you, Holy Ghost, that you have placed gifts on the inside of us, that, we'll, that we are able to, to develop those gifts by the actual efforts, the actual work of serving you, serving in the field, serving in the house, Lord God, however it unfolds, but that we're doing something and making that effort. Lord God, we just ask you that you would help us to see any area in our life that we've been slacking, laid back, tiresome from busyness, tiresome from uh, failures or tiresome from, from disappointments, that we would come out of those pla- that place, out of that lazy place, that place of avoiding work, avoiding conflict, avoiding people, and we're coming into our place of who you've called us to be. So, Lord, I ask you that you would just give strength to the ones that need strength right now. That you are bringing hope, that you're bringing passion back in our hearts, passion back in our lives. That, God, that you are causing a, a cultivation of, in, in our own in, of environment. That our hearts and our minds, our thoughts are changed, are turned towards you, Lord God. That there is a hunger to want to serve you, a hunger to seek your face, a hunger to chase after you, Lord God. And that every person along the way of chasing after you is benefiting from the goodness, from your blessing, from your, from your awesome power through the gifts of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Lord God, for that. Just that image right now, just chasing after you. Chasing after you and every person in the way is touched by your love. Touched by your goodness. Touched by your blessings. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. If you just raise your hands. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, I just thank you that every time that we come together, every time that we meet, that there's a, that there's a time that, that we are given this opportunity to make sure that every person has the opportunity to come before you, God.
to, Lord God, rededicate their lives, to rededicate themselves before you. I thank you, God, that we have the opportunity to come before each other, before men, before people, to make a a stand, make a statement, to say, I'm coming out of that place, coming out of that backslidden place. I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity right now that you're giving us, presenting to us, that we do something with what we heard today, that we're doing something with what you are ministering to us right now. And that's that we're coming out of that place of, of just holding on to what you've placed inside of our hearts, just holding on to what you've gifted us and, and spoken to us, and we're no longer going to bury it and keep it hidden and keep it from being touched. But God, we're coming into that place right now by stepping out right now, saying, Lord God, I know right now this is the time, this is the place that I've held on and I've held back and I'm coming forward right now. So if that's you in this place and that's you just making a stand, making a statement, I ask you just to come forward. I ask you to just step forward right now. I'm coming out of that place. I'm stepping into the things of God. I'm stepping into the, the thing that God has called me to do, and that's to be his servant, to be his, his master in the field. And I ask you that you would just come forward, no longer holding on, no longer burying that thing, that gift that God's placed inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is an opportunity. Amen. 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 It's making that stand, that stand, that statement. And what it is, 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 is that, that leading by the Holy Ghost saying, I'm doing something now with what God's putting in my heart. I'm doing something with what God has placed inside of me. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. On, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, Glory. I, on, and I just want to encourage you, don't, don't hold back because any of us can be in that place. And if we stay in that place, we can have a lot of excuses in that place. And we're actually, we talk ourselves into that excuse. And what God is saying, he wants, he wants us to come out of that. He wants us to take that gift. The one who had that gift, he had a lot of excuses. He looked at the master and said, you're very hard. Who told, who told him he was hard? That was a lie. Who told him he was hard? He was a hard worker. And he expected us, he expected those that he gave a talent to, to be hard workers. Okay, but he wasn't a hard person because the kingdom of God is filled with mercy. It's filled with mercy. But if you're not walking with the Lord, and if you're not sharing Jesus Christ with others, and if you're not living the life that we know we should be, and if we're doing things, and and yet we come to church or before other people, and we're saying, and this might not apply to everybody standing up here, but it's going to apply to someone. I know this. But it's like, it's like, it's time to lose what you, Pastor Tim, what you said is what Brother Bert said last week. Lose self-consciousness because you know what there is a there is a teaching i remember joyce myers and it was a wonderful teaching that there were people are more concerned about approval they have an approval addiction approved by man and not by god and so we're always looking for people to approve of us and to confirm in us and so what they end up doing is they take that gift and they hide that gift And they don't share Jesus with others because they start coming up with the excuses that I can't because of all these different reasons. And that's when you start losing it, church. It starts becoming, 
a, a, a matter, and I'm going to tell you a, a matter of, oh, it becomes, it becomes a matter then of us because we're afraid of what the people are going to say and we're not going to be approved by the lost. We're not going to be approved of the one that needs to hear about the kingdom of God. And yet God already approved us and gave us a gift and told us to go forth. And if there's anybody, I'm telling you, I don't care if you're in the sound area, wherever you are. And if you need to come up here, please come up here. If you're not sharing Jesus with other people, you need to come up here. Because that is probably the primary gift that he has given to us. Now, in that gift that he's given us, freely you receive, he said to freely give. That's why he's given us the talents. And in that gift, he'll give us different gifts on how we go about it. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I feel like I need to stand in the line, too. It's like, come on, church. God wants to break things free and break us loose and, and, and so that we're Amen. so free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, so this is what we're going to do. Um, Thank you, Jesus. You know, what you're doing is just making that, that statement you, of, you know, be, between you and the Lord. But it's Thank you, Jesus. easily seen Shabbat here before Shabbat men, Shabbat before the others. But you're making that statement to God. God, I'm stepping forward. I'm stepping into your the things that you have for me. So what I'm going to do is, what we're going to do is, as we're laying hands on you, we're going to lay hands for to blaze the trail. Amen? Yes. That where your foot goes, that every place that you are going... That you are setting a trail blazed with fire. Can I can I say something, Tim? Yeah. I want to encourage, honey. Can you turn that down a little bit? It's louder than what I can hear myself. Um. I want everybody to listen real clear to me. Please. In that purse, that person holding on to that one gift and buried it. He buried it for a reason because it says, I was afraid. The master got upset. You know why? Because he said, I was afraid. There's no fear of who God is. God knows we're going to make mistakes out there when we, start, when we are sharing and going out and doing and plowing the field. Did you ever start plowing a field, anybody? Did you ever start plowing a field and the line is crooked? Well, it's not a perfect line, is it? He didn't say, go and be perfect in what I give you. He said, go and I'll perfect it as you use it. And so many times we lose sight of this because other people around us and saying, oh, that's too hard. Oh, I can't do that. And so that starts getting off on you. And I'm telling you something, get away from that. Because when you read about the person and that, that has that one talent, that person is sent into a place called hell. Because there's a lot of excuses and but, 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 but. We don't want the but, but, buts. They're the goats and the sheep if you read on. It talks about then the shepherd will come and he's going to separate the sheep from the goat in that day. 
And you know what? That's why it's so important. It doesn't matter. And I want to encourage everybody in here. Don't ever stop anybody. Don't ever throw in their face and try to say to people, oh, you seem like you're more spiritual than me, or you are this, or you are that. And it's going on and on and on. And I'm telling you something, don't ever dare say that to anybody. If their spirituality is making you jealous, then let it be a good jealousy for you to catch up to the place where they're at. If you are trying to pull somebody back because of your jealousy and trying to pull out mistakes in them all the time and murmuring about them and saying things and complaining in your own heart, then something is wrong with your heart. This is cutting it, man. This is cutting it. Listen, God wants us to be so free to be who we are in him. Because there's a harvest field out there that needs you. And God knows how to place you right in that harvest field at the right time, the right place. And you got something to say. So if you can't, and if, if you know, let me say this. If you don't know if you are really, truly born again, here's the other thing. In that day, many will come to me, and I was reading it in the message, and it's saying they're sitting in my presence. They're continually sitting in my presence, but they're not born of me. Many will come to me in that day and say, but Lord, I, but I prophesied. I did this. I did that. And he's going to say, go away from me. I never knew you. There was nothing intimate between you and me. This is, these are real words. These are real words of the master. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So if there's, if, listen, me, I'd rather have somebody throw out a net that just in case if I'm not born again, man, come on up here so you know that you are born again. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's like God's saying, come on. It's a free gift. It's a loving gift. Hallelujah. I pray that you will not hold back. When Pastor Tim lays hands on you, you're going to receive your complete healing. The flow of the Holy Ghost and the anointing that's on him is going to flow into your body and affect the cure because the anointing that resides in you is going to connect with the anointing that is on him. And something is going to combust inside, and it's called the glory of God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory glory to his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, I feel the presence of God. So whatever you are standing up here for, we're not going to ask you. We're not going to. Pastor Tim's not going to counsel you. He's not going to do any of that. He's going to lay hands on you. If it's to reignite, to re-energize. But if you are not born again, and if you are not sure if you're born again, this is important. Everybody listen to me. Not right now, Josh. Josh, Charity, stay there. Okay, we're going to pray for her. She's going to be okay. Danny, go back. Okay, she'll be okay. She's okay. I'm going to ask. It's okay. Um, I think Ryan went. We don't want 
I don't want charity distracted. Charity, stir up the gift. Stir it up. You didn't, it's not that God is is upset with you or angry at you or any of that. What you want, he wants you to do is stir up that precious Holy Ghost gift that he's put inside of you in the passion. And everything that has tried to bound you up and all the words and everything else, I'm cutting off right now through the authority of Jesus Christ. And I bind every spoken word that has come against you and tried to stop you and prevent you and share with and sharing and everything else and testifying and moving in the things of God. I break every bit of that off right now in the power and authority of Jesus Christ. And Father, we lay hands on her right now. For the authority of God to go through her and loose her and set her free right now. In Jesus' Jesus mighty name. Every word broken right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you for the release in your glory. There it is. In his glory. In his glory. In his glory. Let the fire. Let the fire consume her father like it did before. Let the fire and the glory and the passion consume her like it did before, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Even while she's being a mommy. Yes. The stories. More peace will come to the household as you step into this. Yes. The glory of God. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Go ahead, Pastor Tim. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for the glory of God flowing through her, Father. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. this 